Welcome to episode 32 of the Coffee Break Podcast, the official podcast of ABC Massachusetts and the Gould Construction Institute. My name is Dan Guerin, joined every week by Allison Jackson and Mike Maloney. To start off the program, we want to thank Keene State College Safety Masters Program for being our presenting partner. With Keene State College's Safety Masters Program, you can gain the latest knowledge and professional connections in the high-demand safety industry with Keene State's 36-credit online master's program. With your master's degree, you will expand your opportunities in careers such as loss control, risk management, organizational safety, environmental health and safety, consulting, and much more. So thank you to Keene State for supporting the podcast. Speaking of safety, it was a hot one this week. Heat wave, 90s all week. Uh, Mike, Allison, what did you guys do to, to stay cool in the extreme heat? Aside from hot yoga, because that's just what I do every day, coming out of it, drink lots of water, lots of electrolytes, nice ice cold wet towel. I have been in my pool all week. So we go back to work. I drive home, jump right in the pool, all my clothes on right in the pool just to uh, cool myself off. I put myself at the bottom of the pool where it's nice and cold and refreshing. Do you really jump in fully clothed? I do. Yes. Because I listened to Drew Padalano on last week's episode, I have to stay hydrated and stay out of the sun. And speaking of staying safe and cool in the heat, we are joined this week by Dr. Chris Rennix. He is the department chair and an assistant professor at our presenting partner, Keene State College Safety Master's Program. So let's hear from Dr. Rennix. Welcome everybody to the podcast today. We have Dr. Chris Rennix. He is the department chair of the safety program at Keene State College. Welcome Chris to the podcast. Thank you, Mike. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, it's a, it's a really good opportunity to share what Keene State's been doing for um, safety in general, but the construction industry specifically. And we were very lucky to have uh, Mr. Sean Ryan on a couple of months ago, and he was, um, I've had the pleasure of meeting him in person and through the podcast. He's a great guy. Uh, we could probably do an hour-long episode just on Sean every week, but we, we were very lucky to have him on, and we're very honored to have you on here today. So why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and what you do up there at Keene State? Sure. Uh, I um, started out my career in safety and health in the Navy. Uh, I did 24 years, uh, retired uh, from the Navy uh, uh, as the head of public health science for the Navy. Uh, so I got with the rank of captain. Uh, the Navy kept me on for another 15 years as the head of an epidemiological data center. Um, I specialized in occupational cancers and injuries um, and analysis. Um, and then I retired from that and I uh, came uh, to Massachusetts and a job posting opened up for Keene. It looked nice, wasn't too far away. So uh, I applied and got the job. So I've been at Keene now for four years uh, as a professor. Uh, I would, became the chair last year uh, during COVID. Uh, the current chair at that time, Wayne Hartz, uh, went in full-time uh, support for COVID. So uh, it, the job fell to me. It's incredible. And uh, thank you for your service. Uh, I, I'm a Marine Corps veteran myself. So thank you for your service. And, I love the Marines. And then, yeah, so. uh, yep, we, we love the Navy too. That we they're like, uh, they're like the Marine Corps Uber, as they say, right? They're like the Marine yeah. Corps Uber. Uh, so right. uh, thank you again for that. But uh, you mean going from the military life to the civilian life? Um, what were some of the challenges when you went to when you went to Keene State? What was one of the big challenges? I guess you could say. Uh, really, there was not any of a challenge. Keene State was a, a really unique um, college. I mean, the first time I showed up and taught a class, uh, it was 38 students in the classroom. And at the end of class, five or six of them came up and shook my hand and welcomed me to Keene. It's, it's a college where the teachers are still respected and 
the students are respectful um, and they're there to learn safety. They're not there for much anything else. So it's, it's a really great experience there. Transition uh, to civilian life, to academia. Now that's a different story. Working in academia after working in military. No, this completely different. Academia is its own animal. Um, and that's been a challenge trying to figure out how to manage the academic world. So why don't you tell us about uh, the master's program that we hear so much about? And we, we'd love to tell the members more about that and some of the, uh, the benefits of taking the master's program with you guys. Yeah, the, the master's program is um, a 36 credit. So it's nine courses. We have four credit courses. And it's the only one in uh, New England. It's online, though. So we have students from all over. But it's most of our students are from the New England area because of Keene's reputation. Uh, the program is designed for working people. Uh, so the classes are asynchronous. And so they can uh, go in during the week and uh, meet all their requirements, either in, in one day or over a five-day period. Um, most of our students uh, uh, come from safety. Uh, not all of them are from Keene State. Uh, we have students, I just graduated a student that's agricultural safety from Dole, uh, fruit, uh, Dole uh, Company out in Arizona. So it's, it's quite a, a, a wide a range of students there. The course really is, the program there is to design people to lead safety, whether it's construction, manufacturing, agriculture, whatever. It's, it's basically on uh, system safety, uh, legal aspects, uh, multi-employer worksite management, and um, the uh, culminating experience uh, with the last course they take uh, is either a thesis, which is uh, your typical master's project, uh, or they can do applied science where they go out and collect data, uh, or they can do a practicum where they actually work for their company, do a project for their boss, and build it into the, into the program of where they're working. So they have three options going out. Uh, most students uh, finish in about two, two and a half years. We do have some full-time students that get done in four semesters. It is, I wanna say it's intense, but it's, it's the kind of program where it's done in modules. So uh, if you start uh, on week one, then there's week two, week three, and if you miss a week, you've missed a week. And so, uh, we can accommodate some uh, gaps, but it, w- once you commit to the class, you're in it for 15 weeks. And, and then what about, um, what are some other programs that Keene State offers that people would be interested in taking? So, so Keene State also offers uh, a undergraduate degree uh, in occupational safety and health, uh, construction safety sciences, and construction management. Our most popular program by far right now is construction management. And that's a combination of architecture, business, and safety. And uh, the design for that program is they're going to come out with the ability to do the business end of safety and management. Our next most popular program is construction safety science. It's a hands-on program, lots of uh, on-site work, uh, summer internships. um, And the third program, the safety and occupational health program is for industry, general industry people. Most of our general industry people end up going into construction safety because that's where the jobs are right now. It's, it's phenomenal the number of companies that are looking for safety and health people. Uh, I get requests at least twice a week now, even after graduation, looking for, for people that, that need uh, safety positions filled. Um, as far as it, it, prerequisites, are there any sort of prerequisites for the master's program, I guess? You know, do, is it, you know, 
if an ABC member had an employee that was interested in safety and that's something they wanted to send, if they had very little to no safety background, it's just something they could take uh, take as a class. Well, they got to have a they got to have a bachelor's degree. That's that's the primary thing. So if they got a degree and they have a a, a good GPA, which I would say is a B or higher, um, they can start the non traditional way, which is basically they take one or two classes as a non matriculating student, which means they're not fully in the master's program. And if they pass those two courses, we bring them in. So uh, you have to get a, in master's programs. You have to have a B or better to, to get credit for the course. So uh, we have about 10% of our students out of, out of the 50 that we have uh, are non-traditional students. They've come from education. They've come from healthcare. They've just saw that their current job is a dead end. And they've heard that safety is a growing community. So they've, they've come in that way. And we don't recommend that people go back and get a second bachelor's in safety. It's not worth it. The master's program really prepares you for uh, the safety world. So why don't you tell us what the accreditations are for the program? Sure, uh, Mike. The, um, the Board of Certified Safety Professionals has a program called the Quality Academic Programs. Uh, all three of our programs, so un- two undergraduates and graduates, are certified as quality academic programs. So when a student leaves with a degree in their hand, they are given a graduate safety practitioner designation, GSP, which is very similar to a lot of your listeners will have as an ASP, uh, which they have to take an exam for, but they get this uh, as a designation they can put after their name. It's also going to get them a little bit more money in their pocket when they go to uh, apply for a job. And then you know, one of the questions we like to ask some, a lot of our guests is, where do you see the safety industry going in the future? Let's say, where do you, where do you think the safety industry is going to be headed? I, I think safety is going to become more of a commodity uh, where as workers become more valued by the employer, safety becomes a, a real king, a linchpin in that value because you want to retain workers. After you invest all that money in training them, you don't want to lose them to an injury or to a health concern. So safety is becoming a much better idea there. How about as far as like the technology side of safety? Where, do you see any safety combining with some technology to, to make the workplace safer? So I mean, for our, in our bachelor's program, we are bringing in VR, AR. We have a VR, AR lab. That means uh, augmented reality, virtual reality. Uh, so if we can't get students out to the, to the workplace, we are bringing the workplace into them using these uh, uh, sophisticated computer programs uh, where they actually are inside buildings, inside the ductwork, inside the electrical systems. They can actually see it and work with it. Um, exoskeletons. Uh, just had a, a student do a master's project on exoskeletons in construction. Uh, robots are, are coming. Uh, we've had some interest from Amazon and a couple other companies to develop a robotic safety certificate or credential, or even start a robotic minor uh, in our programs. Uh, and the, the problem is not the robots, it's the humans working near the robots. And so uh, how, do, how, do you, how do you design a safety system around that? Um, other technologies, uh, wearable sensors, those are really important. So you have a, a person's out working on a work site doing construction, and this thing's monitoring their, their, their body temperature, measuring the air temperature, looking for heat stress, looking for other exposures. So, uh, and we're incorporating that into our classes as those technologies become available. I think it's all great stuff. I think that uh, what you guys are doing up there is great. And it's, it's funny because uh, a lot of companies may not take training as as they don't think it's as important, right? Until someone gets hurt, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, they can't put a dollar amount on training and safety because you can't, it's not like buying a new machine, right? If I'm a construction company and I need to buy a new backhoe, I could spend 
100,000 buying a backhoe and I'm digging down foundations, but they can't put a price on the safety and the training aspect of it because you can't touch it, right? So, you know, where do you think, where do you think companies, where are some more, some more things that people are going to put some importance on as far as safety? Well, the training aspect, I think, is extremely important because when you look at the cost of one lower back injury, compensation costs, time away from work, uh, replacement workers, you're pushing $100,000 for one injury. Uh, and you may lose that worker. So, and, and, and the ability of the, one of the things the master programs does, it allows the, the safety person to actually give that value and, and show that to management saying, if we can reduce the risk of these injuries, we can go buy that backhoe because we'll have the cash available instead of having to spend it out on these other costs that we have. And so we do teach them how to uh, find that value of safety. So training is huge and not just training, but education. You know, we're moving workers from being, you know, robots of doing follow the safety rules to the point where they know the safety rules and they're looking out for the, each other. So that total safety culture. So we're working on that. So you guys, uh, you mentioned the exoskeleton thing. Um, yeah. And that's the, the ones that would take, you, you strap it on and it would take like a hundred pound load and turn it into what, 30, 40, 50 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. That so exoskeleton basically is replacement for your back. So it strengthens your legs, strengthens your back, and allow takes that stress off the spine and puts it into the into the exoskeleton. Yeah. So long, so, so, so long term, it it makes for a, a better life after retirement, right? Oh, absolutely. So the and also the reduces that acute injury from from low back injury. Um, but you know it's very specialized, and so it's a lot of repetitive motion. So if you have a person is doing drywalling, an exoskeleton could re re reduce that stress almost to nothing. Uh, because the the spine, you know, they're working over their head. That's that exoskeleton takes care of that. So uh, we're we're still experimenting with that. Excellent. Well, I think that's amazing what uh, Kinsey is doing up there, Doctor Doctor Onyx. Thank you very much for speaking with us today. It was an amazing. But now it's time for the lightning round. Okay. All right. Here we go. So ten fast-paced questions. First thing comes to your head. All right. If, if you could live anywhere, where would it be? Ireland. What did you want to be when you were a child? Science teacher. What would you sing at karaoke night? Um, burning Down the House by the Talking Heads. Ooh, that's a good one. All right. If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Lasagna. All right. What's the best gift you've ever been given? My wedding ring? Bonus points. Hope them. But the wife will <laughs> be listening to this one. She's going to the bonus You're not listening yet. <laughs> All right. Uh, Is favorite, she in the room? No, no. Favorite zoo animal? Uh, hate snakes, but I love to watch them. All right. How about uh, love or hate roller coasters? Love roller coasters. Amazing. Uh, do you collect anything? Shells. And last question, because I'm a veteran. Your favorite duty station? Yokosuka, Japan. Oh, I was at Japan myself. Where were you in Japan? Yokosuka, up on the mainland. But I oh, also nice. worked on Okinawa quite a bit and Camp Fuji. Yeah, I was at Okinawa too. I was at Camp Fatima. So again, oh, cool. thank you very much. It was amazing to speak to you. I would love to have you on again and talk to you more about the safety side of things. I think it's very important that uh, people understand the importance of safety and how that can help them uh, take care of their employees. And if anybody has any questions or is interested in, in reaching out to you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, they can hold me through either safety at keen.edu or Christopher Renix, Christopher.renix at keen.edu. And that's Renix, R E N N I X. And you said the program is asynchronous, so they can just uh, take the class. They have a week to finish the, their their assignments, and is enrollment open, correct? 
Right. So uh, every uh, uh, August, January, and May, we start our next uh, module se session, and they can join at any one of those uh, times. Uh, and each class uh, module runs a week. They have one full week to finish the, each module. But the next Monday, the new module comes out. They have to start working on the second module or the next module. Thank you very much. I, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Great. Great to join you. Thank you so much to Dr. Chris Rennix for joining us on the podcast this week. Keene State has some really great programs coming up, including their safety master's program. The next one starting up in August. So make sure to check out their website for more information and to enroll. Coming up at GCI over the next couple of months, we have some really great trainings. First, we're going to have a plan reading class on August 2nd, 9th, and 11th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. each night. That's going to be held at the GCI Woburn office. Then August 3rd, 10th, and 17th, we'll have an OSHA 10 hour for construction from 5 to 8.30 p.m. each night, again, at the GCI Woburn office. And starting up September on the 7th, 14th, 21st, and 28th, we'll have a construction supervisor license prep for exam. That's going to be 4.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. each night, again, held at the GCI ABC Mass Woburn office. We also have registration open for the trade school year. So if you need to get your apprentice hours in, make sure that you reserve your spot. There are limited seats this year and we are setting a registration deadline of August 12th. So make sure that you get your registration in by then so that we can confirm your seat. And we'd like to remind everybody to please text the word podcast to 52165. Our friends over at Klein Tools are gonna set up a 28 piece toolkit valued at $500 that someone's gonna win. So. Be sure to definitely get over there and text that number. And I'm excited for next week because we got Derek Simpson. He is the senior PM in marketing and BD manager for Helical Drilling. So we're looking forward to having Derek Simpson on next week. And don't forget about the upcoming ABC Mass Future Leaders event that's going to be taking place at the beautiful Marina Bay in Quincy on August 18th from 530 to 8. Registration information for that can be found on the ABC website. Before we wrap up, we want to thank one more time our presenting partner, Keene State College Safety Masters Program. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. It's ABC GCI Coffee Break on Instagram. That's ABC GCI Coffee Break. And as we mentioned last week, we can now be found on five different major platforms at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Android Podcasts. Be sure to throw us a follow on there so you don't miss a single episode and while you're on there be sure to give us five stars and we will talk to you all next week <laughs>